I have just a straightforward question for you. Do you desire for other people to love and accept you? And it's a trick question, because even if you said no, then I would perhaps bet very respectfully that you might be lying. Hello guys, and welcome back to another Coffee Talk. Today, I'm here to chat with you over a nice morning cup of, this is chai actually today, with a little bit of cinnamon, and it's so cozy and so warm, and I highly recommend if you're looking for a new beverage to add to your repertoire. <clears throat> First and foremost, how are you doing? Let me know down below how you feeling today, what brought you here, or are you just chilling? Is it daytime, is it nighttime? Just give me a general snapshot picture of how you are and what you're doing, and how is life? Uh, my, I'll give you one in return, my general snapshot. It is going close to lunchtime. I, like I said, I'm drinking a chai tea. I was feeling a little extra witchy today in my look, so I kept this bandana in after my yoga class, put on a nice black flowy dress and a cardigan, some fuzzy socks, and called her a day. And I've been feeling really good this week. I don't know if it's because tomorrow Mercury finally exits retrograde, or the full moon, which technically started today and goes all the way through till tomorrow. Maybe it's my own sense of renewal in my own cycle. I don't know what it is, but I'm feeling mighty good today, which is a good feeling. So something I stumbled across this morning that I've actually been thinking about quite a bit, and I wrote it down in my bullet journal. It was this idea that when you spend your time way more focused on pleasing other people, that you end up sacrificing your own needs or sacrificing your own care. It could be that there is still a wound or you could use the word trauma, something within the body or the mind, I mean, or your energy, whatever you wanna call it, that might feel as though you're only safe when other people are pleased with you. And holy shit, did that rock me <laughs> this morning? Cause I was like, whoa. That's so true, and I think that if you grew up ever experiencing that you were only safe if you pleased the people around you, whether it was your immediate family or your peers or someone that you really looked up to, then it can become really easy to grow into adulthood and have this thread within your personality because it's not all that you are, but it might just be a certain channel you interact in often that becomes very pleasing of other people. The problem when this becomes a common thread with the way that you interact with the world is that, like I said, you start sacrificing your own needs, you start sacrificing your own sense of self-care, and that can lead down so many different paths from resenting other people because you feel like you haven't taken care of yourself, which obviously I think if you can sit with that feeling long enough, we can all probably agree at some point that it is our own responsibility and our own choices that lead us normally to where we are. There are certain factors that are outside of our control and there always will be, but we always have the option to respond to life rather than like react to life. And so when you're actively choosing to please other people, it makes sense that sometimes the initial reaction might be to be angry at other people because our needs aren't met. But I think if you sit with that feeling long enough, you come to realize, oh wait, these are choices I'm making. Because the best things that you give, whether it be actions, whether it be kind words, whether it be like whatever it is that you're creating, that you're giving, that you're doing to please other people, those acts of kindness, those acts of love, that act of giving in a sense, normally is best done without any expectation in return. Now, I'm aware that we live in a much more transactional world. And so normally 
it's not necessarily our fault. It's kind of in the ideology of our society that when you give, you do expect something in return. Or, you know, when you put in hard work, you're meant to be rewarded because we've lived in that system for so long that it makes sense that it would become somewhat of the bedrock that we interact with all of our lives, like everything throughout our lives with. But I think it's very much worth sitting with and really questioning that ideology within yourself and thinking, well, wait, do I want to be the type of person that gives with expectation in return? Because one that always sets us up for failure. It always sets us up to feel like discouraged or disappointed when things don't come back the way that we expect them to. And two, it also takes a great deal of pressure and power within the self and within the rest of the world to control everything in a way that it's like, okay, if I give this out, I expect this this type of care to come back to me or this type of gratitude to come back to me or this type of service to come back to me in whatever capacity through whatever channel, any person, any interaction, any anything at all, really. Instead, if we're able to unwire that, if we're able to give without expectation, then we're able to sit and take a look at how balanced we are in terms of our giving to the outside world and the giving within ourselves. So something else that's also been on my mind a lot lately is this idea, and I've seen a lot of creators actually, because we're in the same algorithms, their videos will pop up on my homepage from time to time. So I've noticed a few, um, and I'm terrible with names, so they're not gonna pop right into my head. And I, like, I don't even mean to call them, call it out as, I'm just noticing a theme. I'm noticing a theme where there's this new narrative going around that self-care can actually make you very selfish or can turn people into selfish people. And while I can understand again too, I think just like with most things in life, when we try to correct something, a lot of the times as a society at large, not necessarily as individuals, but yes, we also do this as individuals, we overcorrect in order to fix an issue or a problem. And then we realize all of the cons that come from that overcorrection and then hopefully find ourselves somewhere back in the middle, somewhere balanced in between. So I understand why that narrative is going around because I can also see it. There, There is a line there and it's a blurry line, but I think that intuitively we can feel the difference between someone who is caring for themselves versus someone who might still be wounded, someone who might still be healing, and instead are projecting a sense of self superiority through the channel of self-care. Does that make sense? And because they're still healing and perhaps they've been neglected or, or perhaps they've been, they've been hurt or they weren't taken care of or they haven't taken care of themselves for so long that there's so much built up anger and resentment that the self-care almost needs to be kind of like an in-your-face thing. I've seen a couple posts before where it's just like, you don't owe anybody anything. You don't need to respond to people. Like you'll get to people when you feel good, when you feel ready. And while I do agree to an extent, I think if you are at a point on your journey where you are really needing to focus on your healing and you're hopefully taking the right steps to doing that, like if you're in a really hard place and challenging place, then Yes, I would definitely say that deserves a pass in terms of like not responding to the people in your life, not being able to show up for some of your duties or your responsibilities. I think it's just dangerous if we stay there or if we keep that mentality and bring that mentality with us as we go through the healing journey. I feel like at times there might even be actual resistance to healing, whether someone wants to admit it or not resistance to actually completing the healing journey because it takes us out of this victim mindset, this idea that everybody needs to be very tender and caring and careful with you. 
uh, not you in particular, you in a general sense, anybody that's been in that position. And a lot of us will go through that position at least once within our lives because it's the kaleidoscope of human existence. We all experience all of these multi-layered, complicated things. So there's nothing to be shameful about it is what I'm getting at. It's just being able to be aware of like, oh, I think my self-care has turned into selfishness. I think I'm still pretty wounded. I'm pretty hurt. I'm pretty angry or I'm healing or wherever you're at in that journey. And then just be very careful not to let that turn into a sense of self superiority, a sense of I need, I deserve better. <laughs> and it's hard. That's hard for me to even say because you do deserve, you deserve greatness. We, I believe we all deserve greatness. I'll lace it back into my original thought with the idea that when you prioritize the opinions of others or pleasing other people above taking care of yourself, instead of swinging that pendulum and overcorrecting by cutting everything and everyone out of your life just to solely focus on your self-care and you know your needs and all of that, if that feels right to you, if that feels intuitive to you, I will never say don't go on that journey. Like you have to trust yourself more than you trust anybody else, especially just a girl on the internet, okay? But instead of swinging the pendulum that far, see if there's a possibility that instead you can balance the two back out. So see if you can sit with the wound in your body where did it start? Where did it begin that you began to accept the truth that you are only safe if other people are pleased with you? This is the self-care that you got to do, in my opinion. This is the self-care. That's where the healing actually starts. And if you feel a sense of resistance to being on that journey of answering that question of, of sitting with, okay, well, when did I accept the truth that I'm only safe when other people are happy with me, when other people like me, when other people love and accept me? And when did that over prioritize me loving, accepting, liking, and adoring myself? And how do we keep those things in balance instead of checks and balances where one takes extreme priority over the other and then we're stuck swinging back and forth on that pendulum, over-pleasing, and then selfish self-care. Find the point in your life that you decided you could have been very young and it definitely helps doing this with a professional. Like, I love going into that deep trauma work with my therapist because she's such a good guide. And it's really helpful to have someone prompting you through that, carrying you through that, at least even the first time, because then you're able to do it better on your own. You could probably look up or Google some prompts. I could probably draft up some prompts for you as well, but I think it's just most important that you do this intuitively with yourself so that you're able to take responsibility for your own sense of well-being and care and your needs without dropping your duties, without dropping your responsibilities, because we all have duties and responsibilities. So in yoga philosophy, the word duty is translated into Sanskrit as dharma, and your dharma isn't necessarily like your duty at work, it's your duty throughout your entire life. So I have a duty to take care of my dog. I have a duty to be a good sister, to be a good daughter, to be a good girlfriend, to be a good friend, to be a good platform host. Like those are things that feed into my duty. And I don't want to drop those things in order to fulfill my own needs, but I must be able to fulfill my own needs to not drop my duties. Does that make sense? I feel like I've said duty way too much in today's coffee talk. But to me, I think it's that's where the balance comes from. 
it is a slippery slope between self-care and selfishness or self-care and self-superiority. And it is also a really, really tricky line. It's even a tricky conversation. And I know, I don't know if I feel even safe myself breaching the idea that there is a challenge within the soul journey, within yourself that a lot of us face. So again, it comes with no shame where it's time to leave the victim mentality behind. It's time to let go of the wounds, let go of the places that cut us the deepest, that hurt us, <laughs> Cheryl Crow. It's crucial to let that go and the victim mentality that comes with it because it does, it does feel nice to be a victim. It feels nice to think that I'm hurt, so everybody's gotta be delicate with me. Everybody's gotta be nice to me. Or I am off the hook. You know, it just, it becomes a sense of not only self-sabotage, but almost like staying in a victim mindset, staying in your wounds, staying in your pain, and continuing to pick at those wounds and continuing to pick at the things that caused you pain in order to reflare up that sense of defensiveness, in order to give yourself permission to take care of yourself. Listen, like it's quite intelligent, right? Like I don't think that these are conscious loops people go through. I would probably be able to point out a couple times in my life where I really picked away at the things that made me feel hurt, at the things that made me feel victimized by someone else's pain or my own choices or whatever it was so that I could inflate my wounds, inflate my pain, inflate my hurt enough that I would need to take care of myself and feel like I was right enough to take care of myself. Like I had a permission to take care of myself rather than just taking care of myself on a day to day, rather than just like owning my responsibility to fulfill my own needs, my responsibility over myself, my wounds, my healing, my journey. And then I could have been along my way, you know, could have been a couple steps further in the journey. Not that being further along in the journey is, you know, the point, because I also think when we go through these experiences, sometimes even someone telling you that, it isn't until you go through it yourself that you're like, ah, oh, and it clicks. And you're like, that's what I'm doing. Or like, I'm noticing this. And then you're able to heal and walk along your own journey, you know? Like no path, especially any path that includes growth or evolution, especially evolution of like the mind, body, heart, soul connection, none of that comes without setbacks, without hard challenges. And it's, also the challenges that come with nursing your wounds. And not only that, nursing your ego to a point that you can heal the ego, you can heal the parts that wounded the ego without inflating the ego and making it so that the ego becomes the center point. The ego becomes, and, and the ego including your feelings, your sense of self-protection, your sense of safety within yourself without putting that responsibility onto other people, including pleasing other people so that you can feel safe. You see the conundrum? Am I getting to this point yet? Can someone help me row the boat? <laughs> if you can, fulfill your duties rather than others' desires. If you take anything away from this chat, fulfill your duties rather than desires. And by duty, that includes the duty you owe to yourself to take care of yourself, to honor your energy, your soul, your, the, the fact that you're alive today, like it doesn't even matter how deeply you want to get into like the spirituality side of it or the faith side of it, whether you believe in something like God, whether you believe in something like just the energetic cosmic universe, like it doesn't matter. It's just more so cherishing that you've been given today. You've been given this body. You've been given this life. You've been given everything that is encompassing in that life and all of it becomes part of your duty and not a duty to weigh you down. These are not the types of responsibilities that you have to like, 
you know, crush yourself with. These are, I hate to use this word, but privileges in a sense. And there are some that you are totally allowed to let go of. Like if you're doing this journey and you're like, well, wait, I have way too many duties that I am crushing myself, then let some duties go. How do you figure out exactly which ones to let go of and which ones are meant to be embedded within your life code, let's say. Sit and ask yourself, okay, well, what are my responsibilities? And then once you have a good list of the things that encompass your life, the things that you've said yes to already, ask yourself why you've said yes to them. There's still a chance. Every single day you wake up, there's a chance to change your mind. There's a chance to take a new route. There's a chance to say no. And you're allowed to evolve, grow, go one direction, realize you need to go another or stick one direction the whole way. I can't say the word one direction without like just, you know, thinking of one direction. Get well soon. I have just a straightforward question for you. Do you desire for other people to love and accept you? And it's a trick question because even if you said no, then I would perhaps bet very respectfully that you might be lying because it's very much embedded into our human existence. It's embedded into who you are, into our ways of being human nature to need others. But that also includes yourself and the problem or the area, let's say, maybe not problem. Words hold a lot of power. And so like, I need to be more careful and move a little bit more slower in these chats. So I use the proper words, but the, challenge is allowing that approval and love to come from within because then that takes all the responsibility off of other people to make you feel safe and it puts all the power back in your own hands to allow yourself to feel safe in order to move out and to adventure out into the world, into your life, into all of the things that create the life that you are currently living. And there are things that you might sit with and be like, wait, did I say yes to this so that someone else would approve of me or so that I would make someone else happy? And does this help me approve of myself or make myself happy? And you can say no. Those are not easy things to change your mind on, but that is where I think the honey is. I think that is where you're able to walk that line between taking care of yourself without being selfish. It's, it's doing so in a mindful way. It's doing so in a way that includes the ego, but doesn't let it take the wheel. It's a seed in all of us. And it doesn't mean it necessarily plants itself and grows into anything, but the potential is there within every single one of us to use our, you know, power balances, including the power imbalance of feeling victimized by anything and I don't mean that in a harsh way. I just mean like if you've been hurt, which odds are you have in your life, there is an opportunity to use that pain and use that hurt to your own advantage. And it's a very tempting thing to do because it puts people, it controls the way people interact with you. It controls the way people show you love and appreciation. And it can be a very addictive fast track shortcut to getting the things that you want from other people but it'll always leave you shortchanged. Like it'll always leave you being at the expense of others and the other people in your life. Like, I guess I'm trying to hit home as well, that there's nothing, like you don't want to claim that power back by being like, you don't matter and your opinions don't matter because it is part of our DNA to want to be accepted by other people, if not loved by other people. It's just that you've got to allow your own sense of what you believe, think, love, and accept about yourself to matter the most. And if you can't even get there yet, if you need a handhold along the way, then find something greater than yourself to believe in, greater than 
our just existence as we know it to believe in, something higher than you, something deeper within you, something below you like nature, the earth, something above you like the universe or God, but something that can hold your hand along the way, something that reminds you that you are so much more than just you, so much more than you are, and it's all so deeply connected, but also so deeply individual along your own path and journey. And it's your responsibility to take every step along the way fully and completely. So yeah, that's all of the words that came out of my brain today. Please continue the conversation down below. I'd love to hear if this sparked any kind of curiosity or thought process or idea within you or something that comes from the heart or something that comes from the mind or the gut, your intuition. Let me know. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic below. But just like last time, I feel like we should end our chats as per usual on a happy note, something lighthearted, you know, because we always do talk about pretty deep stuff and I love that. I love that you guys are all so open-minded and also just like so deep, like you're so layered. So I feel like there's nothing I can't bring to the table to you guys and not have it reflected back to me in a whole new way with a whole new perspective. I'm never not impressed or like, I'm never not, I never don't learn something from your perspective on these things too. And that's why I love this interaction, this communication, this really cool capability we have online here. Our lighthearted topic to end the day with is I got my assistant to draw up a couple TikToks for us to watch, which also, what are your thoughts on TikTok? Like, do you use TikTok? Do you not? I think I've asked this before in a vlog. My issue with TikTok is that I've heard some things, like what it's actually being used for in terms of like data collection, and that freaks me out a little bit. And so I tend to not use it too much, but then like Taylor Swift has been so active on TikTok and I'm seeing all of these people be like, Taylor Swift liked my TikTok. And I'm like, do I have to like <laughs> go on TikTok to maybe just have a chance that Taylor Swift would notice me one day? And also the times I am on TikTok, there are certain TikToks that I love and I'm like, well, that made me feel happy. So again, it's a weird balance. I haven't found a answer to it yet. I'm curious, where do you sit with TikTok? Like, do you use it? Does its power sometimes freak you out a little bit? Uh, does the idea of all of the data being collected from TikTok freak you out a little bit? Just some questions. Let's look at the TikToks she covered for us today and see how cute they are. I brought my camera to my grandpa's 90th birthday. Here's how it went. Oh, they're so happy. This next one says, every Sunday I look forward to seeing these two walk along the road. I want to adopt them. Look how he stops to help her. Oh my God, is this one gonna make me cry? Okay, that's so sweet. Another question, okay? How do you feel about people being filmed when they don't know they're being filmed? Like that was the most wholesome thing I've seen in a long time, but they don't know they're being filmed. Is that bad? Is that bad? I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just curious, what do you guys think? Is this something we should be discussing? I'm sure they would, I don't know. I can't speak to them actually. I'm not gonna say I'm sure they would have been okay with it, but it was cute. Like it wasn't like it was mean or anything. But just the fact that like we're all so, you know, connected to cameras that we're so easy to like record one another without us knowing. I don't know, is there a line with that? Should there be a line with that? Anyway, that was really cute. <laughs> so my faith in humanity has been restored. There you guys have it. That is our chat, warm beverage chat of the day, our cozy chat of the day. Let me know your thoughts on everything we've discussed today down below. Do you have TikTok? Do you have cute TikToks to share? Leave them in the comments down below as well. And I will talk to all of you guys in the next chat. Stay cozy out there. Bye.